Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me for today's ish, today's podcast. I almost said issue. <laughs> like it was a book. <laughs> to be continued. Next chapter. <laughs> but today I have uh, Glenda Barber on, on my screen here. You can't see her, but she's coming to me all the way from Canada. Cold, mm. wet Canada right now. I see slick conditions and I'm here in Hawaii which is rainy so we're here to talk to you about limiting beliefs and bring in some other really cool spiritual tools that you might be interested in so Glenda has a background as a massage therapist but she's also so, so you know she's already an experienced healer she's studied many different types of modalities she calls herself a spiritual leadership coach she uses the tools, the healing tools that she has in guiding people to tap into their higher self and live the life that they always wanted. She is the creator of the Sacred Harmony Method and the Advanced Helix Method as well. She's a mentor for that program. She studied Akashic Records and Reiki and so many other really cool things. And I'm sure this you'll find really this conversation to be really enlightening. So without further ado, here is Glenda. Welcome. Aloha. Aloha. I, I would I'm thrilled to be here. And thank you very much, Gina. I, I love the look of the green and the greenery in the background and the beautiful warm weather that you have as well. Thank you. Yeah, it's yes. it's nice today. I love this weather when it's not too hot yet and it's you know in between seasons. So it's it's perfect. So today we're going to dive in and talk about limiting beliefs, because I know we all have them continually to have them and and question them and question our lives regarding what's going on in our thoughts. So you want to you want to start that conversation? Um, did you have any limiting beliefs <laughs> that you found that led oh. you to this path to be a coach? Absolutely. Uh, Gina, thanks for asking. Even if I sound a little bit vulnerable, it's just because who wants to admit that some of their beliefs don't serve them, you know, and in, as soon as I do, then I can sink into myself a little more honestly, a little more transparent and go, so the answer is yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I learned on a program that we both met at that uh, helped me to look at the things that weren't feeling quite coherent, quite in harmony within myself. And that helped me to know that I might want to do this as an alternate career. So my limiting beliefs were, and it still is actually, they were traits learned very early on. And I'm gonna also say one of the things that this same gentleman we're speaking about, his oh. words were, you're never going to, oh, you, can I? Oh, mess, okay. Yeah, you can message it. I mean, you can mention it. <laughs> I was, absolutely, it was his messaging that really hit my heart when I needed to hear it most. So that's why it really was extremely effective for me, but it was accumulation of these different messages. You put that all, all those threads together. It helped me to unravel what was not fitting that I didn't want to look at, which were the limiting beliefs. Some I could tackle. It felt like a tackle, but that's not true. Some of them I could sink into easily and shed easily. First thing I did then to come to the point was I zoomed right out and learned my first level of hypnosis um, from a lady here in Canada. And she has a, a layer that was extremely helpful, but it didn't get into the subconscious beliefs from like involving um, age regression, which basically got to some of those places and the niggles inside where when I was smaller, 
I, there was one or two places I had, for example, where I didn't feel safe or I didn't feel lovable. And I couldn't uncover them on my own. So I knew that there was still something that wasn't quite congruent when I got rid of my stories, looked at the truths, set down what I thought I believed things to be in different situations. And that took some, like, I really like the analogy where it's a ball of wool. One of my coaches, that's what she uses. So you pull the thread out and it kind of makes and becomes easier and smooth, streamlined. So I got rid of some of the superficial layer perceptions and thoughts that I had that helped me see more clearly what it is that I think that I am <laughs> rather than who I am actually this energetic being, which is just really choose to be whatever it is that we want to be. And even when I forget that, I go to that higher elevation of thinking and like his example, the first one, that was the first time I heard that analogy was, oh, you mean I don't have to be scared. I can go to the skyscraper, look and look above and, and see differently things that I was feeling heavier about. And, and, and made me laugh to myself because I see myself so clearly transparently about how that blanket effect of that heaviness of those overlays that are really in, as I've come to believe and understand now, they're illusions. Right. They're just, they're a veil that I put there to help me feel safe at the time I was creating that story. So back to then the second layer, when I had cleared that, had a little bit more, uh, aligning inside of what really was then coming back to my truth of who I am which I knew right along for the longest time and that's gratefully the the times in my life that I did make decisions from those points mm -hmm. see and your heart open um those are my, where I knew from the times I'm small and that was my place of safety even when I don't even know how to say this in a different way even when I lived that duality of I'm going to go over here and learn my will of how to step into trying to be the mature person that I really didn't allow myself to be as well. So there was this duality when I was small, I'm going to stay safe, shut it down because I don't know how to be it. Even though that was oh, such a falsehood. I mean, forgive me. I'll tell you what I mean by that is that we can't not be this. We are that. I mean, sure. I knew that then, but I didn't know the repercussions and the challenges, but fast forward learning that I needed to do that because that was the lessons I needed to learn of why it is I'm here. I needed to find what it was, this unconditional loving presence who kind of like a stone on the water <laughs> in the different parts of my life where I did make the decisions from there to go, OMG, you know, that is who we are. Own taking ownership of myself now, of choosing to live my life like that. Uh, I got a little bit carried away. Um, so that part that helped me to set the last I guess the next layers going forward as they show themselves of unserving beliefs that don't, you know, don't fit as they show themselves or resistance shows me that, Oh, there's something else. Um, the part that I was able to tap into was the five path hypnosis, which involved aggression, uh, age regression. It's not the only thing, the only tool to get you there. There's many other layers like the Akashic records helps me to, sit with myself in that same fashion of my higher source, my who I really am. And when you're there, the vibe is so high that you can't deny if you're being honest with yourself and ask the right questions and go deeper on the questions. Like see deeper, it's not hard, but be really honest about what's behind the question. Really get to what it is that, oh, maybe it's fear holding me back from the answer to that question, really, whatever that is. Um, getting to the point. So what is that belief that I'm holding on to of why I don't want to step into something? 
Um, I'll give an example. Uh, I could say, what, am, what is my sole purpose? And if I didn't like the answer that I got, whether it's myself giving in my, you know, my own reading or someone else's, maybe you didn't like the answer. So then we find and dig into what it is that, what it is, maybe I'm supposed to hold light, you know, and loving source in one spot on the earth. When I really like my core value is freedom. And I want to be able to go where I want, when I want, <laughs> as I want. But so there's a there's a balance in life. Um, I, so back to Adri Gushin, it helped me, I said, with loving myself and feeling worthy enough, going back and giving myself the insights. And it becomes easier now without the age regression, the more you practice it on your own, setting the stories down and seeing things more clearly, that where doesn't something feel right? So the not feeling lovable was just something as simple as, you know, mom was busy. Mom didn't react to a certain thing at a certain time, a certain way that I would have really liked. As when you're three months old, you don't know that that was your perception. But that might have been the flavor that the rest of my perception was based upon. You go back and you revisit that, even if it isn't the same as it actually went down, it doesn't matter. It's what I perceived at that time it to be. And we do a little bit of insight work and it's safe, it's secure, you're in control the full time. And even if it has a bit of emotion to it, the insight that's gained makes you change your perception then from going forward to the now. And, and it really is that simple. Um, sometimes they're a bit more uncomfortable, but you don't have to go to the full event. You want the perception that you believed as a result of something. So our psyche really can do it in a safe way that's chunkable and doable, gain what we need for the message and then bring it forward in an easy, say easy i don't want to mislead someone but sometimes when you feel feelings it's really kind of feels messy you know snotty excuse my language <laughs> um, but it doesn't always have to be um, there's other modalities to set down the resistance or somebody has to be willing to change and if you do then it happens a lot more easier with a lot less effort because we want it and we're willing to be uncomfortable just for a wee bit and, and then see what it's like to, I see you nodding your head. I know you know what I'm speaking about. We had a week <laughs> conversation the other day, just about, and if we can see it from a higher self, our heart's open. We want to be clear. We want to set down resistance, like energetic holding on that is actually energy depleting, you know, vitality depleting. Yes, um, the attachment you're saying, when we attach to our perceptions, and these thoughts, they're deplete, they deplete our energy. 100%. Yeah. And, and we can't, I couldn't be everything that I'd want to be if I keep being where I'm at, you know, doing it the same way. I know that's, you know, that definition. Yeah, <laughs> It just doesn't okay. work that way. Yeah. And, and, and then I'm also not going to well, pull in. Go ahead, please. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm, I'm curious because you've mentioned a couple of times age regression. Is this the process that you're talking about? And is it like a timeline of going back and looking at your life and looking at the stories that created your limiting beliefs of how you felt about yourself? And, and then reach and reprogramming it so that you change the story. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, uh, you explained it very, very well. And, and also, it's, it's just, even though I hear the word reprogramming, I know when I first had it, it had a sense of some kind of a, I'm not going to say a negative connotation, but I came from like at one, you know, remember, remember hypnosis when you were younger? Sometimes you, you hear the different stage things about somebody's mind control or this or that. It's as easy as the insight that we need to just shift that little perception just enough. Mm -hmm. It makes the change, even as we're speaking now, 
and then that ripples forward and yes, timeline. So then you bring it forward, even in a progression to see what it's going to feel like. Mm-hmm. So then we see the possibilities that are present with the new perception and even more possibilities because now even our perceptions changed in the moment and you actually feel it physically. You feel lighter. You know, you, if you're used to feeling what it feels like to, to me, time, it sounds like a healing. It sounds like it, a healing. 100%, 100%, this and ripples rippled out into all layers yeah you know, your core right down from transgenerational genetic all kinds of lifetimes and all kinds of levels yes yes it's yeah. incredible feel it inside so what an amazing way to get to know yourself and to increase the confidence that you have in what is possible in your life absolutely and the magic yeah so i mean most people have feelings of worth worthy worthlessness you know, yeah. they don't feel worthy. I know I didn't for a good part of my life. And I'm not saying that it's gone completely, but right now it's not not in my vision. But yeah, you know, they these feelings, um, all kinds of limiting beliefs of you're capable of, you know, what um, and what you're deserving of, really. So getting rid of these limiting beliefs is really important because how can we step into our higher self if we believe these things that are keeping us heavy in our lives. So how, how can we do that? That's yeah. one way. Yeah. Another way is reframing, like we were saying about the higher elevated perspective. You know, yes, we can go stand in our mind's eye in the skyscraper and look about to take us out of the heaviness of the moment and really look into what are possibilities and just daydream. Start with that. You know, really try to do your own sense of energy work, whatever that is to allow resistances down. Like if, so if you feel a block and I could call it whatever it is, but if you perceive something in yourself that doesn't feel light, then set it down. And if you have resistance to that, we'll breathe love into it. Use heart coherence breathing. It's a technique which is just, it incredibly, yes, you're nodding your head. And so it increases our magnetic Wi-Fi, brings us injuries that, I mean, we could, we could say there's lots of sources that speak to it. You know, if somebody isn't aware of it, something as simple as called heart math. Breathing in, almost, I, I speak about it like having bills in your heart. Breathing in for five, out for five, for between five to 20 minutes every day, three times a day. But it brings you in to alignment. It brings you into a resonance of yourself. So when I, I think spoke that's about- so important. It's such an easy tool. Everybody breathes. <laughs> so, absolutely. If you do it with mindfulness and, the, and the, like a pacer of, you know, a certain rhythmic, it- then could do the job that we were speaking about letting the block go, the resonance go. So yeah. even if it doesn't allow everything to, to be gone, keep breathing in with intention and setting your intention to do so, you can actually let the resistance go. So then you're going to see what's underneath. You're going to see more of that loving presence. So you're going to feel stuff percolate up, whether it's joy. It could even be just as small as hopefulness, depending on where the level is that we're coming from. And I know that if we get to hopefulness, if we're coming from something that was heavier, it's all you need to shift to get then into possibilities that aren't heavy. And, and again, um, the energetic consciousness of the moment of what we choose, choose the next best thing that you can find that's just slightly elevated from where you are. And that's grandiose, because if you make it a small increment, we're going to go forward. And so I didn't answer your question, but I got carried away with the frequency intention oh, well I that, got excited when you started talking about <laughs> frequency because you know what I love talking about that stuff yeah I get it so you know these when we have limiting beliefs 
they are low frequency emotions, usually around fear um, and self-doubt. Maybe there's some shame. Shame is the lowest vibrating frequency at 20 hertz. Again, these emotions are measured. So, you know, we're able to scientifically, um, this is not just woo-woo, everyone. This no, is science it's science. Based. Um, it's we measured. are energy beings, bioenergetic energy. And uh, this energy system of emotions and our thoughts, which create our emotions, are so important. That's why we need to, to realize that we have control over our emotions and our thoughts by choosing. We actually make the decision to be happy. It's not something we seek happiness. We are happy. It's part of who we are. And, and also all of this that we're talking about emotions and elevation of frequency and raising that frequency up. Um, these are many techniques that, that, that we're talking about here that can actually help you do that to release the past. To release any of that resistance that is already to what is present. Like you say, we are this loving present being. And when I said I was small and I knew this innately, we all know that. It's what I, it's more truly a, the way to term it. It's what we need to choose to learn by creating stories that takes us away from being separate from that. So in my opinion, our whole life is seeking the truth. Absolutely. About who we yeah, are. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and stepping away from love and being separate so we can learn whatever it is we came to learn. Yep. So then if we take that perspective and you agree with me, in my mind, that's what I believe. And that's where the Akashic records are so simple to demonstrate to someone. It doesn't have to be that tool. It could be anything to sit within themselves, align with them higher selves, and their frequency is different. You say, well, what's different that you can't feel that way when you choose to? And then they're going to say, well, there's a there's a something somewhere and it feels this way. What I, I'll give an example. Um, I've got, Glenda, I've got this little niggle here. It could be a temperature. It could be um, an emotion if they're not even sure what that is, but they sense something. That's that resistance that we're speaking to that we can shift it. And they can with the breath, with the consciousness of the energy work. And just consciousness period of, we're not just going to bypass, not just a pattern interrupt. We're going to replace it with something. We're just replacing it. If we can, something simply first that the resistance is gone. And by raising the resistance, we're coming back to the center of love. Mm -hmm. And if we still have other resistances present that we're not aware and conscious of, we said we come up in increment. So even if you came up from shame or guilt, which have nothing to do with ourselves as it does. It's as a re, those reflections that we feel because of something we're either maybe not quite doing quite right, that we feel, you know, bad or wrong. So that's not who we are. Those are behaviors or shame. Somebody thinks differently of us. So we feel bad, wrong. Those aren't, that's not who we are. But if we can shed even a little bit of that, guess what happens? We kind of like the, you know, a ball full of air percolates to the top just a little bit more so our vibration has already shifted so sometimes sometimes when I first started I know it didn't seem like it was miraculous changes but it was huge those small little winds allowed me to go forward and not be frightened to still feel safe that I could trust the next whatever it was to to be and even yet as I step out and even speak about it we had a had a short conversation prior to this anybody yeah. that's um, it's exactly what I'm speaking to is I coming from a background more familiar of being seen, saying what you need, 
when I'm not feeling aligned like I am now, find it hard to speak your truth. Because, oh my God, what about X, Y, and Z? But I, without even headspace, my reaction was one I believed to be a chronic anxiety. And it would take me out of the game. So I just wouldn't even bother. <laughs> I would be this loving, caring self and hold space for those around me and love everybody around me. But I do it quietly because it was safe. It wasn't risk. But what I didn't know was it was keeping me stagnant. You know, it was small where I really, when as I'm saying it right now, I can only say it out loud because I'm staying in my center attached to what isn't me or that centered part of me that's love. Uh, I, if I tap into that, I can speak freely because I know it's the truth and anything coming out of my mouth. Yes, it's me. It's me of my higher self. And there's still lots from this perspective I need to learn. But it is the best essence of me that I know at this time. Well, if I'm looking forward to an, creating the life that I want, I do it from here. And I align to that. And that's how the manifestation process then can be different. And it can be different. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It doesn't matter what anybody else perceives in my life. Because it's if it's me that's trying to create what it is I want that makes me more of this essence, uh, there's no wrong because it's about love. So I don't deny I have work to do. Like you said, I have self-trust and I have you know, self-worth things that creep up. If I go into my mind's eye of stories, mm -hmm. those are those frequent things. If I think that I'm a person right now who has chronic anxiety, guess what? I'm going to shut up. Um, that's who I've been as a way to protect myself that was my excuse to stay quiet. I didn't know it was an excuse. It was fear-based and it was just what I knew. And right now, all I know is that this loving, caring presence, and I've been in the presence of that unconditional love, literally, Gina, I never mentioned, I met somebody once mm -hmm. and I learned it was unfair to do so, but it was my benchmark after I met this person, what unconditional love feels like. And that was, she'd crossed over and she'd come back and she was angry. And she shared with us the story about being so angry for up to a year. And even in her life, she created man. <laughs> but she what could give mean, she was she angry because she came back to the earth. Yeah. And she didn't want to be she here. She to wanted to be there. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and irony was it's a more common story than I understand. Yeah, I hear that that's common. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I was still seeking at that time when I had met her. And that was, like I said, I learned then that that was unconsciously, I use that as my benchmark going forward with anything resembling unconditional. So the trust factor, I still held myself back as kicking myself out of that by if something didn't measure up to that. But I didn't know it was just me frightened of being in ownership of that. I don't even mean to say power, but the energetic responsibility that comes with being this. Because I can't, if I do try to fool myself or deny or avoid or this or that from here, I can't do that. You know, I'm going to go into fear base again and say, yeah, over there I can. I can just shut things down and not deal with something that comes up that maybe needs attention. Mm -hmm. So I just meant I'm human. And, and, and I do know that this is the best place I could try to create the life I want. Though from. Yeah. I, I love this conversation about limiting beliefs because, um, and the, and the whole op, um, mention of frequency, because doing the work that you help people with and you know and and i'm and myself as well we're able to help people release these um negative attachments so that they can actually be healthier in their bodies more vibrant oh, beings 
Yeah, um, right down to a cellular level, our vitality right. deep because we're vibrating like Dr. Emoto. But we go back, you know that I'm not 20. So back to with his study of what water molecules, if you bless it, right? Like see yeah. what the crystal look like, the beautiful snowflake. Yeah. This lovely essence that's in water, that's blessing the air, that's all around us. So that's how we can create and manifest for ourselves is being that or aspiring to be that more often. Right. And then another another aspect of that, too, is that we think that this work is benefiting us, but there is it actually when we do this inner healing work, we not only affect the people around us, but we affect the planet because we raise the frequency of the entire planet. And I don't know if you know doc, about Dr. Hawkins. Have you, I have know you heard I get Dr. David Hawkins? So he's done much research on frequency and vibration, and he's come up with this map of consciousness, which um, frequent has a frequency for each of the emotions. And love is at oh, 500. Yes. Yeah, That's his scale. Okay, I refer yeah, to it as a difference from, from my advanced Helix mentorship. We've actually taken his scale. It's not yeah. me, my coach did. And based on using it and her own measurement of I'm going to say we come up with our own scale just so that we can call it what it is. Yeah. But because everybody's just ever so slightly different in your baseline. So I'm sorry, I, I didn't know it was as the Hawkins scale. And that's, yeah. I should have known it as such. It's just what words I don't need to know, I guess I don't need to know. So yeah. that it, scale is, is huge because it mm -hmm. personalizes something that makes it that you can understand it as I can understand it and come into resonance with like 200. Uh, it's there's such a, a huge variance around 200. Yeah, that's why we made the scale to say that at least it, it, who's to say, but perhaps I would like to think that we're vibrating just a wee bit higher that we brought the scale up just a little different. But I mean, that would be just an ego act thing to say. So no matter what, they're numbers. But if we can be that yeah. mindful, yeah. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Are you please go no, ahead. No, no. So what I wanted to say about that is he's done research about our planet and how the frequency of the planet, you know, how it was lower below 200. 200 is an emotion of courage. And um, it was low for a while and then it spiked. Uh, you know, so he's been aware of this global consciousness, you know, this, uh, and I believe that we are in an era where more and more people are starting to wake up Absolutely. become awakened to who they truly are and that is going to raise the vibration and frequency of the planet Absolutely. so exponentially exponentially you put love and love together in two different peoples or two different forms even yeah if it's the best water container and you beside it if we want to be open to it we're just going to exponentially expand that and and that to me is what i've been demonstrated in the past like to see crime come down in a city where people are coming yeah. together to do something at the same time. And it's exponential. Unity. unity. It creates unity. And, and why do we not want to be that? You yeah. know, you grow, you put a seed in the ground with love and nurture with that same thing. It's like, I'm going to minimize it, but it's really not how I intend it when you receive it. Like you remember when families used to get together on a Sunday meal, if you were a compatible family and yeah. there was love present. Um, well, that was just such a beautiful feeling, or at least maybe I should say we get together with those loved ones that we resonate well with. Mm -hmm. Right. That's behind you. And, and then go out back into our own little areas. And how would you mindfully not want to do that and change the planet? And, and 
I'm gonna, you're gonna laugh at my next statement because it might be a far reach, but at my age, who, who is not 20, <laughs> my attachment is to share this with at least 10,000 people and try to do my own little bit of service. And again, I'm gonna come back to Jim and, and his sharing of Aini and service that I had that within my bones and, and everywhere inside of me to be of service, but this was the way I wanted to be of service. It wasn't in just what I was doing previously as a job, which was beautiful and I love it as well, but um, was being of service that you can affect more than one person at one time. And you were right. I, I, I get excited the way you were speaking because everybody's awakening. Um, mm. The soul journey method that I learned with the Akashic Records is that's what this lady teaches and that's her download of that particular model was that we are all wanting to come into our own truths with set the illusions down, even if we don't like the way it feels, get uncomfortable, come back to who it is that we really are, this loving, truthful being, and make some changes, radical changes that are really needed. And healing can happen so easily if we let it. And, and the healing of the planet doesn't need us to do it. The planet's going to do it all by itself. But if we want to live here and, you know, in harmony and do the best we can to support all of everything, those things that you just spoke to are absolutely needed. Yeah. Woo. I have to end on that note because it was super powerful. <laughs> like, I love that you said healing can be easy, you know, and, and that, yeah, all of that, all of that, those words in, that you said at the end, I was like, yes, yes. It feels so good in my, in my soul to, to know the truth. And to know that I'm not, I don't know all of it yet, but it's unraveling because I'm open to learning and growing myself intentionally, which is the name of my podcast, yes. Grow Intentionally. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Gina. Yes. Thank you, Glenda. It's been so much fun. And how can people contact you? Mm. In, you know, do you have a so, website? Yes, I, I would. Yes, I do. It's glendabarber.ca or they can reach me at glendabarbercoaching.com. Okay. And lots of other ways as well. But if you can go on Glenda Lorraine Barber on Facebook, all of my connections are there on my lead page as well. Wonderful. So I will collect that information and put it for in the comments for everyone to, to read it in the show notes. Okay. Thank you very much. Oh, have a blessed day. Thank you so much. You too. And everyone, thank you for listening. We'll see you for another episode real soon next week. Enjoy your day. Aloha. <laughs>